When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you watched this past season of Love and Marriage Huntsville, which just concluded with one of, I think, one of the best reality TV reunions that we've seen in a while, three parts, okay, go watch them, then you know that this season really had two major events to kind of change the course of the season. And my guest was at the center of both of them, okay? The first one was Kimmy's Galentine's Day dinner. And then the second one is what I refer to as the melee at Madani, okay? Y'all, I've got Destiny here with me today of Love and Marriage Huntsville. And boy, are you in for a treat. It is a fantastic conversation. She does not hold back, okay? We get into that reunion. We recorded this before part three of the reunion. So this was when destiny had come out and you know, that there, there was some stuff flying at the reunion. So we had to talk about a lot of that. And we talked about this season. We talked about Galentine's day. We talked about her businesses. We talk about the melee at Madani and who she, you know, has recovered with how her and stormy got on good footing. We talk about it all. Okay. This is your new episode of reality and comics too. Let's do it. That's right. You're listening to Reality and Comics 2, the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted TV and film. I'm Kendrick, but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek. You want some hot takes about the Real Housewives or Love Island, or maybe you want some hilarious insight on the Marvel Cinematic Universe or HBO's White Lotus or Euphoria. Well, you're in the right place. Grab a cocktail, sit back, and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me. Hey, Destiny, how are you today? Hey, 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 how are you? <laughs> oh my God, I, I cannot complain. I know I am loving uh, everything that Love and Marriage Huntsville is giving us. You know, I've been like, I've been wanting you on the podcast for so long because I've told you, you're one of my favorites on the show. I just love it. I love everything y'all are doing. You Thank know, y'all you. are, yes, y'all are different than a lot of you know, kind of cookie cutter reality TV we always get. Like it's kind of so manufactured nowadays that it's so refreshing that we get a lot of just real TV and I love it. <laughs> I I want to kind of give you the opportunity uh, just kind of to start off with, tell everybody, you know, we we only get, you know, so much of you on the show that I'm sure some people, maybe some people jump Not in. Not enough of, because clearly they complaining that I don't be selling nothing. Ooh, we gonna get into that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, ju- I just rewatched the reunions. I'm refreshed. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Tell them about um kind of your, your professional life 
before joining the show. You know, you had the, uh, the store, you did the grand reopening uh, this season, Madani. Uh, kind of tell me about yourself before this opportunity arose. So before this opportunity arose, I was in real estate pretty much primarily most of my adult career. Um, but I also did a lot. I actually started out in um, leasing and property management. That's how I got into real estate. Cause I'm like, if I'm doing this, I can do this with homes. Mm -hmm. So that's how I got into that. And then when the market crashed, I actually um, became a flight attendant and oh, wow. I was a flight attendant for four years. Yes. <laughs> I was a flight attendant. And then, you know, I decided that I wanted to really be engulfed in performing arts and not just go to acting classes when I had time off from work. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be like an everyday thing. So I went to the American Musical Dramatic Academy in Los Angeles and I lived wow. there for four and a half years, uh, almost five years. And I, you know, graduated. I I did all of the background work and non-principal roles you can think of because I was literally booked on set probably four to five days out of the week, mm. which is how I got my SAG after eligibility. If people that are in the industry know that's when you are in the Screen Actors Guild, which yes. allows you to be a part of the union. So yeah, I was um, engulfed in that. And I, I've been singing since I was six years old and I pursued that off and on throughout my, my life. I was actually an intern at uh, Dallas Austin Recording Studio. For the people that don't know, he is the person that oh. discovered Monica. Go yes. figure people say we look alike. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> he discovered Monica. Um, TLC was one of his major groups that he produced. Madonna, um, Christina Aguilera. I've seen some of the eight, most A-list stars coming out of, out of that studio while I was working there. So, yeah, I've been, I've been living a lot of life in a short period of time. There you go. Ain't nothing wrong with that. They say all millionaires have at least what seven income streams. So yeah, I think it needs to be pumped up a little bit, but I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I'm curious. You uh, you said you started off kind of in the the real estate world. Is that how you met anybody on the show? Because a lot of them, you know, they they had that foundation kind of season one. Did you know any of them from that period, or did you meet them a little later? actually no I started in real estate in Georgia so no okay. I, and I, knew, I, I knew how I ended up on the show was because I would as y'all know I'm friends with Martel I've known him since high school as did my ex-husband my ex-husband was friends with him even longer he's known him since grade school mm -hmm. um it's so funny he him and my ex-husband have a picture of them and I think they were like six years old like hugging together wow. in their kindergarten class yeah it's uh, they long history so um so yeah I did not meet any of the Scots until I started coming and supporting the hopes at their various events. So yeah, because gotcha. I wasn't living here because I lived everywhere but here in Huntsville. Gotcha. Okay, that makes a lot of sense then. Uh, let's kind of talk because you know, obviously, I'm always so curious when people wind up on reality TV. I'm curious about like their relationship with it prior to doing that show. So like, what was kind of your gateway? to reality TV? Like, were you a fan of, you know, some early days reality TV or did you get into it a little later in your life or how's your relationship with reality TV? So I was definitely a fan. Like I would say that that was like, I called it my uh, unwind, my little, you know, ratchet TV time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a fan, but because I was training in, in the arts, it was something that a lot of people that really wanted a serious career in acting straight away from. And mm -hmm. that's just being very transparent and honest. Um, 
But as I was pursuing acting, reality TV grew and grew and grew and grew and grew. And um, I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. I wasn't casted. I wasn't, I just happened to be at an event supporting the hopes and Mm -hmm. it happened. Gotcha. They probably, that scene between you and Kimmy, which we'll, you know, talk about later on with the reunion. But I wonder if that scene between you and Kimmy, like early days where y'all were talking about the, what did she say? Do more than sling chicken or something like that. Yeah. But but people, (laughs) I wish people would realize this, Mm -hmm. though I'm not an original six, I have been there since season one. I am not new. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I am not new at all. I have just been a friend of the show. So I'm happy that I'm at a place now where people I'm comfortable and people want to know my story. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So y'all gonna quit missing me like I'm a newbie, okay? <laughs> She's been yes. around. Okay. You've been here, okay. Those will see <laughs> people like to jump in like season three and four and then try to like tell y'all about somebody. And then us have been watching since day one. We know a lot more. So I I feel you. Uh, kind of going along those lines, I know you, you're always uh, supporting me online, you know, liking the post and everything that I do. And it kind of makes me wonder. Hilarious. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it always makes me wonder, like, are you a fan of like the Real Housewives franchise and stuff like that? Like what's in your Rolodex of reality TV that you watch to kind of unwind from the show you're on? I don't get to watch. See, I'm, the crazy part about it is I'm not a big TV person. So that that's why I said when I did unwind, that was it. Like that, mm. I would choose my specific show. So Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, I could go back to Orange County. Oh my God. I wow. That. And then because I lived in LA, I watched Beverly Hills a little bit. Mm-hmm. I actually used to love Lisa Vanderpump's first restaurant. They're really, really nice mm-hmm. um, in Beverly Hills. And um, Married to Medicine. I've been a fan since season one. And mm-hmm. Potomac. Those are like my top ones. I would say Housewives of Atlanta, of course, because I live there too. Where haven't I lived? So I, I know, lived there been too. All over. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, those are those are my my faves. There you go. I, I we like somebody with taste. You got good taste in reality TV. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's kind of get into the show a little bit uh, before we kind of jump into like the actual you know episodes of it all. I kind of want to ask you about the fandom because that's one thing that I'm always very curious about. How do you feel like the fandom has treated you over the years? Because I often Ooh, say, Lord. Do you I know, because I, <laughs> I often say, I'm like, if I were someone that was on reality TV, I would definitely be anxious, nervous, like whatever. Because when you do one small thing, one they do not forgive you and they carry that for 10 years. So like, how has your relationship been with the fandom of Love and Marriage Huntsville to, thus far? very tumultuous Mm -hmm. (laughs) i would say for real um this is probably some of the most uh interesting fans that i've ever experienced watching just as a spectator if i wasn't a part of the show just Mm -hmm. watching them um it's it's real interesting so for me you know i came in and i was kind of like here and there kind of quiet in different scenes and then when i you know finally had a, a moment of contention with someone they definitely um let me know that they didn't like it and then mm-hmm. you know me i'm gonna stand my ground it is what it is and then um then i got to a space where people got a chance to see more of me even though i was just you know a friend and mm-hmm. it started to be really good and then it came back when there was conflict 
it was oh but 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 what i would say about uh some of the fans with love and marriage huntsville is that they don't realize that when they attack your your business and your character um it affects real life so yeah. i think that if we could find a balance with knowing what is story and what is reality and what is real mm-hmm. that um we can we can have a more healthier fan base I hope we get to that day because it's, it, it goes across all of those networks and channels. It's sometimes even me, like as a, you know, a podcaster and uh, like a kind of an online presence. I don't even like to engage sometimes. I'm like, man, this is getting, they negative. have no, they have no, they, they have no objectivity. And sometimes it just makes no sense. But yeah, yeah. Um, for the logical <laughs> people and the well-minded people, keep supporting this. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Very well said. <laughs> uh, let's get into the show a little bit. So in my mind, at least season four, there were kind of a couple of defining moments and you really were at the center of two of them, like two of the, the bigger moments. So I would think Galentine's Day and then uh-huh. I would think uh, the Madani store reopening, which of course was another big one. So did either one of those days kind of, was either one of those a turning point for you where you were like, you know what, this is all becoming a little too much. Maybe I'm just going to exit stage. Right. Or are you at the point now where you're like, you know what, this is another day in the life of someone that's on a reality TV show. I wasn't there at, at, where you just said at any of those spaces, any mm. of those times, I was not there. I, I'm okay. there now, <laughs> yeah. but I'm not, I was not there. So what mm-hmm. you got was real raw emotion. And um, because somebody said to me every time I saw you look like you didn't want to be there (laughs) (laughs) because you know I was really trying to find a balance in my own personal life and because they weren't really following that story it didn't make sense Mm -hmm. but I was really in a in a really really um sensitive and kind of broken space Mm -hmm. and then I was in another space with someone that was supposedly my friend and it's playing out on TV that there is a demise of a relationship. And so it was a, it was a hard space to be in a hard space to kind of think through when everything else in my life every day was so cloudy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you saw, you saw a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, a lot of confusion, anger. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I was angry. Y'all say she seems mad. I was, (laughs) (laughs) I was justifiably Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, y'all really got a chance to see me in the, you know, not even healing process in the broken process. (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. I, they, we sometimes got to allow people on TV the space to, you know, have those reactions because we certainly have them in our real lives. So we have to, we have to allow people on TV to have those moments and to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to step back. I'm going to view it like this. And then I'm going to grow from it. But you know, sometimes nobody wants to see the growth and that. And then you also got to understand, like you just said, that those are moments, Mm -hmm. you know, how long Valentine's day was filmed and y'all saw what maybe 15 minutes of it in two episodes split up. Right. right. So I mean, five hours of filming and that's all y'all got a chance to see. Wow. I know that I, I did want to talk about, I'll, I'll come back to Galentine's Day, but you bring up a good point. Are there ever any times where, because I know you, you know, you've been doing it long enough now where you're like, I, I probably don't know how this is going to be edited, what it's going to look like. But are there times where you're just like, man, I wish you would have gotten to see exactly how this played out, even though I know it played out over four hours, but a lot. Okay. <laughs> 
So you feel, <laughs> do you kind of feel like you get, well, I, I, you probably all feel the way, but like, do you feel like you get kind of the short end of the straw sometimes? You talking to me, right? Not anybody yes, else. Yes, just you, just, just you. Just me, okay, okay. No, I feel like <laughs> sometimes I do feel that way. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> Y'all watch part two of the reunion, okay? <laughs> yes. Uh, Galentine, what do you think was the catalyst of all of that? Like, we know we... It, it almost felt like y'all were about to have a kind of a breakthrough, but then communication kind of broke down. But what do you kind of pinpoint as the reason Galentine's Day kind of went so left? What what a, lo- a lot of things that sometimes don't tie together is things that happen with our cast members on social media mm-hmm. and behind closed doors with bloggers and things being fed to them. So you see anger in, in me and you're like, why is she so mad? But you don't understand the, the what's going on outside of that because it's not produced in the show. Sure. And unless you really are a fan and you're watching, because I mean, it's a show on social media too. Let's just be yes. clear. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, if you're not watching, then sometimes you just don't get it. You don't understand. Mm-hmm. So I think that it, on on top of all of that, and on, on top of me knowing that it was a, it was a lot of untruths, mm-hmm. um, it was hard to even be in that room. I I, I was, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I kind of fought. This is where they say I'm difficult. I fought with coming to Galentine's Day. Yeah. I did not want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally, I didn't want to tell you how late I was, but I, <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, in, in my personal life, I was just dealing with some some very things that, that, that could break someone. And it happened that day. So it was like, oh, I just don't have it. So when I got there, if you notice, I was pretty quiet most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually on purpose eating my chicken uh, extra, <laughs> stuck in a bone, so they wouldn't hand the camera over to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, Galentine's. I feel like it was already so contentious, mm-hmm. just period. Um, and the last time I saw, um, you know, said person because you know we say their name, they think we're talking about them all the time. That's yes. <laughs> So I, um, I, it was the, the coffee scene and that was a complete ambush. Mm. And so it was like, now what is going on? What's this going to be? So I don't even want to go. So, yeah. No. So, yeah. To answer your question, it was just a level of a high level of contention. High level. Uh, you bring up uh, a great point and one that I kind of wonder across all reality TV shows and it's the social media aspect of things. Do you, I know it's helpful. Like, do you feel like it's more helpful than harmful? Or as a cast member on the show, are you like, man, I wish we would just stop doing the social media stuff and just let our real lives play out? How do you kind of, how do you deal with the element that is social media? So this is why, because I I come from, I'm not, I was never a big social media person ever. Mm -hmm. Even, even in singing, when MySpace was out, it was hard for me to even get into that world because Again, I have been a private person mm-hmm. and I know people don't like that, but in real life, like I felt like as an artist, as a singer, as an actress, my art speaks for itself. But when you step yes. into the reality world, it's very different. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn that throughout the process. Um, and if you notice, I never really was in that war on social media. I barely even tweet. I, I mean, I'm still trying to figure out how that thing even worked. Right. So um, I wasn't a part of that, that, that banter, that battle mm-hmm. uh, until things started to be untrue Mm -hmm. 
Um, right. And you'll see the first thing I ever posted about the show in, in essence to conflict was what was said at the reunion because the words had been twisted. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the only time I ever, and that was probably one of the, I mean, my views went up like crazy uh, <laughs> because I posted a snippet of me saying, you know, I hadn't spoken to you. We only text, we didn't talk. And people were like, she said they ain't even had no communication. She's such a liar. And I'm like, that's not what I said. This is right. Here it is right here in your face. What I right. said. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, that's when I realized the power of how many fans are on social media and watch the show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I never really got into that work. And that's another reason why when people said for me I felt like the storyline was created mm-hmm. you know people do their thing and I'm like mm-hmm. all right when I'm at the uh, coffee shop when I when I'm like oh, here we go here's a storyline that was right. my energy and so now I need to start speaking those words instead of just giving the energy and people don't understand where it's coming from so um as I'm learning that um, go. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I when that whole storyline started to uh grow I'm like you know what I come from a world if you don't feed it it doesn't grow yeah. You don't see that it doesn't grow. Uh, that don't that ain't real in reality TV and social media. It ain't real nope. at all. So like that's that shit. I'm gonna say it spread <laughs> like wildfire and grew legs all in the wrong way and all in the wrong story. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, whoa, like okay, Ooh. girl, you gotta speak. And then I was so <laughs> I was so pissed. I'm like, if I speak, it's going to be wrong. And I never, I try my best to not speak in anger. Cause as you can see, I'm a real Taurus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I pull it till I see red. So in that moment, I learned the power of, you know, speaking your truth and, and telling your own story and your, or mm-hmm. your own reality, your own, your own realness. So yeah, I've sat back and thought it was just going to go away and Lord knows it did not. <laughs> yeah reality tv it festers until it can't fester no more it yeah. festers and you got you got people on the show telling your story you got they fans telling your story you got somebody else mama telling your story and you like that ain't even what, what? right <laughs> it's a big game of telephone and then by the time it Listen. gets back to you it's a whole okay. nother thing <laughs> look fool me once shame on me fool me twice you gonna do that shit again <laughs> there you go <laughs> won't do it again Speaking of uh, Galentine's Day, we'll kind of use that to connect to the next event, though. Uh, it seems like you and Stormy are on a good footing right now. Is that still kind of true to this day? Or, you know, I don't, I don't know I when y'all... talked to Stormy probably about an hour ago. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's all good vibes. We love to hear that. Great vibes. Great vibes. Good. Okay. Well, can we expect a stormy destiny you know in-store product i know that's something y'all talked about earlier in the season she's gonna give you some... About some things you know we've been talking mm. about some nothing solidified just yet but we've been talking good it, it all starts with conversation so there you go absolutely we love to hear that Whew. now <laughs> wait a speak... minute what's the brand I know. <laughs> oh, let me get some water get ready for this because we 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 talking all this this positivity into Madani, but then, ooh, they were knucking and bucking outside of the store reopening. And were you? I'm trying to get kind of in your headspace on this day. Were uh-huh. you more upset that? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think like as a business person versus like someone on reality TV. Were you more upset that like this could have possibly like derailed your store opening? Or were you more so like kind of in, you know, personal destiny mode? Like, okay, there are now a lot of people who I didn't invite to this event 
here now and not only that now it's becoming a whole nother thing other than my store opening what was your your thought pattern that day well a lot of the people were like i would have just sucked it up mixed it me a lot of the mixed and mingling i had already done i had already yeah. greeted all of my vendors greeted all my guests mm-hmm. um so when you just saw us kind of standing there talking it was really more so just a you know a group of people that i knew and that i was close to so it wasn't any customers in there that would have been like what the heck is going on gotcha. so i think um and then it was just and i wasn't expecting either of those people and that's shame on me because i'm like what in the hell is going on here yeah and so as far as the professionalism of it one thing i am is i'm a consummate professional mm-hmm. In that moment, I kind of forget that I was, uh, I was trying, I was trying to remember that I was still on TV and, yes. you, know, that, you know, people, people like to file lawsuits, even though they try to be big and bad. So, you know, <laughs> I, I just had to, just, and one of the best explanations I had, my cousin's husband said, I, <laughs> cause Demi, who was there, she said, she called him and was like, baby, I got my sneakers on. I don't know what's going on. Like, <laughs> and then uh when i saw him he was like i was watching it he said i, I looked at your face he said oh she gone she ain't even there <laughs> she ain't even she ain't even there she said she didn't even hear melody because she wasn't there Ooh, so <laughs> it wasn't destiny anymore <laughs> yes <laughs> and i cried laughing because it was so accurate <laughs> wow i wonder so kind of like fast forwarding the events of that day did you hear from anybody immediately like after that like was anybody like you know what I didn't intend for any of this to happen that day I you know I I wanted to address something or anyone else like I just wanted to come you know in peace or whatever did you hear from anyone immediately after or was just kind of radio silence radio silence I definitely heard from Marcel (laughs) okay he was the first for sure Mm -hmm. And Tisha and Stormy. And I kind of, you know, bumped into the brothers and Kimmy after the fact. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, okay. That's, that's. What, which I didn't it. see, which I didn't mm-hmm. see. And what had me more upset than anything was my father was upset. And oh. my dad is a sweetheart. If you see him, mm-hmm. I mean, especially now that he's a grandpa, it's a whole nother person. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I don't know that word, but I know grandpa changed. Um, <laughs> and so he got upset. He got upset to the point where he was like, I'll clear this whole out. Like, y'all gonna respect my daughter's store. I mean, it, it was bad. Mm. And so um, those are things that didn't get shown. Uh, I don't even think we may have even been filming at that point because it had got so. <sighs> um, mm. So, yeah. That, that's a lot. Oh, gosh. Uh <laughs> let's because i know then y'all had to you know film the rest of the season after all of that had happened let's jump to the reunion now it felt people online were kind of they felt a few different ways about the interaction between you and kimmy at the reunion did you kind of feel like kimmy came for you a bit or do you just like are you kind of used to dealing with kimmy and you like you know like oh that's her personality or something else um, no, I was real shocked by that. I was okay. Viewers were. Mm. Okay. Would you, do you know if, would y'all. Now, granted, know? what she was saying, the conversations that, that she said we had on and off camera about pulling things out of me was true. But I kept saying, stop ganging up on me on camera then. Like, I, let me, let me say it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let me okay. say it. Don't like try to beat it out of me. Cause as soon as you start like, mm, then I'll be like, mm, okay. Shut down. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Yeah. Okay. And I know y'all filmed this quite a while ago. Have y'all 
talking at all, you know, so since then? Yes. Uh, yeah, what the reality of it? Mm-hmm. Is so I saw Kimmy yesterday. Oh, okay. <laughs> I saw Kimmy yesterday. Um, the reality of it is, is that I, I, uh, uh, unlike some people and some shows, mm-hmm. uh, I actually really like to foster real relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I actually genuinely care about everybody, even the people that I'm in opposition with on this cast. So, mm-hmm. um. I don't, I don't really hold grudges, even though it may seem like that. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> um, and I, I understand, I have to understand and I have to a lot of times agree to disagree. Okay. That's big. I definitely, you know, a lot of, a lot of people on reality TV are not that way. Like we'll see someone argue the first episode and they'll be arguing that last episode. Now, I mean, you know, when you pull that bandaid off, it's because yeah. you got to understand the reality TV, you, you live it, you see it, and then you live it again on the reunion. So it's yes. like, those feelings come back up. I mean, it's just how you handle it mm-hmm. after the fact. Kind of keeping in line with the reunion. Do you, th- I, kind of one of the, the elephants I feel like in the room, fans have been kind of noticing online that it really kind of felt like Melody was kind of just checked out of the reunion. Do you think there's any avenue to where she can maybe foster a relationship with anyone on the cast going forward? Because I'm not really sure who she's on good ground with right now. Or do you, uh, <laughs> or maybe just speak for you? I don't know about anybody. Listen, else, I can't like, speak for nobody else, right? But you know, I can't speak for nobody else. I, I really yeah. can't speak for anybody else. Yeah. Do you think maybe one day you guys could sit down? Or do you think that that bridge is burned? <laughs> burned, ship sailed, and everything else. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Love you on your journey there you go <laughs> i bless you on your journey Ain't that a, that, okay all right there we go <laughs> one of the kind of last things i wanted to uh mention was uh carlos in particular kind of mentioned that we uh you know you joked about it earlier he's saying that like we don't see a lot of your personal life on the show do you think that's because of editing like you know you you know you film these things and just don't make it to air and then it's kind of being, you know, I won't say weaponized against you, but it's kind of like, you know, people just assume like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, go ahead. Kind of being like, you know, used against you to say like, okay, you're, you know, you're not this person that opens up. So maybe you shouldn't be doing reality TV or, or do you think that, you know, maybe you in the future will need to, I don't know, interact on camera differently or something like that. Do you think that you give enough to, you know, refute those claims that they're making against you? I think that I've given a lot, um, mm-hmm. to be very honest. I think I've given a lot, but I've also, I also haven't been, my story hasn't been produced. Um, let's just be very transparent. Like you got to think people are like, we don't know what happened with her divorce. We don't know how we know she got divorced, came back. And as I was going through um, a lot in my divorce and having a new child and trying to figure out how to get, I mean, as a woman, women can understand when you have a baby, you're not the same mentally emotionally your thought process is not the same so one mm-hmm. of the things I didn't want to do because of my son was speak from a angry bitter broken place I did not want to do that mm-hmm. also let's be real clear the stars of the show Martell and Melody got a divorce at the same time so whose story do you think they were more inclined to follow true okay how do you think uh just from your own perspective how do you think the show course corrects that next season do you think they need to you know just be more you know cognizant of putting your show your story actually on the show or another route like what do you think they need to do to kind of course correct that um 
produce my story. There you go. <laughs> that uh, good enough answer for me. I want you to uh, kind of tell everybody, you know, that we we've seen your your store and everything that you're doing online. Tell everybody where they can, you know, how they can support you, where they can follow you, everything about Madonna. Oh, tell them okay. everything. Yes. What'd yes. you say? What'd you say about Madonna? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you can always and have always been able to, since season one uh, of Love and Marriage Huntsville, been able to shop with me online at madonnabeauty.com. You can get beauty supply products. My main focus now will be my candles that I'll be launching very soon. And that is why you hash, you see me hashtag Madani Reignite because I am reigniting my flame and putting yes. the broken pieces back together. So you'll be able to get the access to that online. I'm writing a book. Um, I am back acting. I just did a play a few months ago called Lipstick Monologues in Atlanta. Mm. I have a, a, a new single that I'm working on and I'm working on a lip gloss line with my cousin Demi from the show who's been in um, makeup and hair for over 20 plus years. Oh. And yeah, I don't know if I'm forgetting anything. Oh, I'm back in real estate as well. And I'm actually now with Scott Realty because Tisha started a brokerage. Oh, nice. Okay. So I'm sure we'll, we'll see a lot of that play out in the future. Then I'm, that's going to be great. I'm happy we'll to see, see that. We'll I can't, see. let me tell you, I, uh, I love me some candles. I'll be the first one to buy them as soon as you have them up on the website. I love me some candles. So me I can't too. wait to support that. Ooh, there we go. Destiny. I've been looking forward to this conversation for so long. Thank you so much for coming Thank on the you. podcast Thank and you. talking to me. Absolutely. I'll be here to support you in the future. I can't wait for the next season and the next one and the next one. <laughs> I hope Madani flourishes. I hope the candles flourish, the real estate flourishes, acting flourish. I'm manifesting all of that for you. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. You guys, I've been Kendrick. That's been Destiny. And we'll see you. You keep being funny. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. You sat through that entire episode? Well, aren't you special? You deserve a treat. Why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review for free. Need to contact me? Email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast at realitycomics2. That's T-O-O. Reality and Comics 2 is a Cloud 10 and iHeartMedia podcast. This is Kendrick, and I'll see you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.